You're listening to The Search Bar. I'm Jacob. And this is Adrian. And we are back with Season 4, Episode 3. Today we're going to get pretty granular with the, uh, with the SEO knowledge. Today's topic is how to optimize products when all you have is a manufacturer description. Granular, but happens quite often yeah. to our e-commerce clients. So we thought it was high time we addressed this hot topic. Absolutely, hot topic, <laughs> straight off the, off the press. So there you go. what we're referring to here is something that uh, affects a lot of resellers. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, well not specifically, but really prominently in like um, manufacturing industries, people who sell like for example, garage door parts, pressure washer parts, Um, Anything that is resold by another company, uh, you regularly run into instances where you might get a little bit lazy and you start using the description that the the manufacturer provided for your own website. So we're here to talk about how you can optimize those descriptions and why you shouldn't rely on the manufacturer description. Looking at you, dropshippers. Exactly. This, This one's for you. Dropshippers for sure. So let's start with why you shouldn't. Uh, focus on using or why you shouldn't rely with them on the manufacturer description itself so uh, first things first when you when you use a manufacturer's description on your website you're duplicating content um, I know that we've mentioned duplicate content in the past uh, in, in various um, aspects both from just looking at algorithms and how they've grown over time to different ways that a, a site can get in hot water with with search engines but This is one of the easiest examples of duplicate uh, content on the internet. Basically what you're doing is you're taking uh, information from one source on the internet and passing it off as your own. Now any any level-headed person understands that's not what you're trying to do, Mm -hmm. but when search engines are looking at your website from purely a data standpoint, they see the manufacturer who sells this particular hydraulic hose and they see that you have the exact identical hydraulic hose with the exact identical information on the website. So you are duplicating information from one source on the internet to another. Um, Let's get into a little bit about why that's bad. Well. Well. (laughs) Um, I mean, not only from the algorithm filtering you out because you're a redundant, uh, not valuable page, But also because what sets you apart from other resellers? You're exactly the same thing. The only thing that might set you apart is price, mm-hmm. if you are so lucky to be competitive in pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, we have on here, it's lazy, but it is. I mean, even if you have tens of thousands of products, that's really daunting, but you do need to take the time to create unique content for each one of them. Yeah. Doesn't have to be all at once. Well, I think the thing to to think about is you might think, oh, there's no other way for me to describe this product outside of the perfectly fine uh, information that the the manufacturer has has used on their website. But think about the way search engines view your website. They're not necessarily looking at the context of who you are and, and, and that sort of thing. They're looking at just from a straight content perspective. Uh, what is this information? So you're essentially telling Google that you are the same as another website. And the more they see that, they might devalue your website. Because mm-hmm. obviously at the end of the day, if someone searches for 
a particular part or a particular product or whatever it might be, Google wants to provide people with the most useful and relevant information they can. And if they see six websites that all have the exact same information on them, why would they show you the other five? Sure. So you run the risk of your site being devalued because it's looked at just redundant clutter. Yeah. Uh, so that's an important thing to keep in mind when you start to weigh the, 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 the risk of using duplicate content. So. You're also not differentiating yourself. There may be an opportunity that other resellers, because they're not optimizing their product descriptions, they're missing out on it. Yeah. You know, another way to describe this product. Mm -hmm. And so by just going with the reseller, I'm sorry, the manufacturer description, you're, you're leaving that on the table. That's potential customers and money that you might be able to bring in that you'll just never get to get to your site. Mm -hmm. The one thing I've seen uh, a couple clients in the past, it's like in a lot of these instances, if we're keeping in line with the industrial uh, parts and that sort of thing, it's very common to just say, here's the product um, here are the, the product or the part numbers that it replaces or, or uh, correlates with and pretty much here's how much it costs mm -hmm. and if it's made of any particular kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but nobody really goes outside of the realm of that to talk about the benefits of using it. Maybe mm -hmm. this particular piece is made from a high quality um, aluminum that's lighter weight than other styles of aluminum or it has a, f a special finish that prevents it from corroding over time if yeah. it's something that you deal with with water and chemicals and that sort of thing so and all, all that kind of goes back to the fact that manufacturers i mean they sell the product all they're really concerned with is getting sales out of it they're not trying to motivate someone on the reasons why they ought to buy it yeah so yeah, you can buy it, but uh, when you compare it to the rest of the, the products, ours doesn't corrode over time, or ours won't wear away in sunlight and UV light, those sorts of things. Give your customers a reason why they need your hydraulic hose or whatever it is over the dozens of other websites out there that sell it. Sure. Or maybe you have better shipping than the other ones do, or maybe you have a better return policy, or lifetime warranty that's something that maybe the reseller doesn't cover all these different things that could be used to try and sell the product in a more natural way than just saying here it is do you want it that's a good point you once you get that traffic to the site you have to convert them and the manufacturer description is probably not enough to get people converted mm -hmm. so that's a really good point um all right, so that's all about why, and I think we sprinkled in some tips, but we do have a couple other tips for getting through all of these, especially if you have thousands of these types of products. You don't have to do all of them at once. It, it doesn't need to be an overnight thing. So just set some realistic goals, set a chunk of time aside, you know, a half a day a week and bang out as many as you can, mm -hmm. um, maybe two to five per week if you can, would be a good place to start. I like to, um, when I'm speaking with clients that have resold products, I like to see what are your top performing brands or product lines and start there. It's, it's called like wedge theory uh, optimization where you drive a wedge in one particular spot and then you start to work your way out from there. So you find that starting point based off of what you already know people are looking for, what's really popular. Um, what you buy a lot of yourself to keep stocked, those sorts of things. 
to try and find a place to start. And then like you're saying, Adrian, be methodical about it a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, search engines want to see repeated continuous optimization of a website. So it's not so much about, I've got to get, you know, product A optimized because I know it's going to be popular in a couple of weeks. Search engines will start to see that you have original information on this one and this one and this one and that one. Mm -hmm. And the more that they can see logical connections and, and unique content on your website, the more they're going to prioritize and value your website. As a whole. As a whole. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a whole search engine optimization is all about the holistic approach. It's not just a straight one uh, one to one ratio of input to output. Yeah. So you shouldn't expect, you know, if you optimize one product today, it's gonna turn around and benefit you in sales of that product tomorrow. It might have a, uh, a benefit to other areas of your website. But the more you do that, the more search engines are aware of that. Mm -hmm. So, One of my fa favorite places to start, and I'm pretty sure we've said this tip on a previous episode, but I can't remember. Um, so my favorite place to start is reading reviews on other sites um, from real customers. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I like this tip is because it helps you find natural language to talk about your products. So just by using words that other people have thought of already, um, you're, you're finding a very natural semantic way to explain your products, which is great for search engines because they love synonyms and mm -hmm. all those good things. I'm speaking with my hands right now, you can't <laughs> see me, but <laughs> that's how it's all connected. Um, I also like it because um, these people may have pointed out a benefit that the manufacturer didn't think of or, you know, somebody would not have experienced without using the product over the long term. Um, so it can give you some good ideas for convincing people to convert because, hey, it'll do this thing that nobody else on the internet, well, except that review, of mm -hmm. course, um, has experienced. And so they're not writing about it. Yeah, what's the term, uh, like product hacks, mm -hmm. uh, where people find clever ways to utilize something on the internet that you you might not think of intuitively. Those are great little things to say like, and by the way, if you store it this way, uh, you know, uh, it, it coils up more easily to make space for other products yes. or whatever it is, some sort of little thing that uh, you might not think of unless somebody just sort of troubleshoots it themselves. Uh, you can use um, forums, Reddit, that sort of thing as well. Mm -hmm. If there are other areas where people are going to share these sort of tips or, or life hacks, product hacks, whatever you want to call them, those are things that you can build into your um, into your, your your descriptions. And maybe, possibly, you might be able to find a way to get some user-generated content in there as well if you have yeah. a loyal customer who's willing to share some of that in picture form yeah. uh, to differentiate you a little bit so that on top of having original content in the form of text and form of uh, product descriptions, now you've also got images that no other reseller has. Yeah. Because likely everyone's using the same product photo that's been staged on like a nice white background and it has the same zoom in and everything. So adding that gives you a little bit more of a differentiation there. Um, yeah. especially in image-based stuff. So. And you know, you're bringing up user-generated content and that's a good reminder to make sure you have reviews enabled for your products so yeah. that people can leave reviews. Especially things that are, you know, so 
um, specialized, mm-hmm. like uh, these these types of businesses that mm-hmm. we're talking about, because those people will go in and they'll say this part worked perfectly for my whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So like for example, I had a client a long time ago who sold vintage trailer parts and um of course there was so much content that was like i use this for this and oh i actually did a product hack quote Mm -hmm. unquote and used it for this other purpose and those reviews only help your content even though you're not writing it so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like outsourcing yeah search engines can see you know if you have just uh reviews on your your product pages themselves search engines can see that so uh, if they're like we were saying earlier, if there's different ways to talk about the product in natural language and jargon that you might not have considered, uh, it can only give you more robust content for that particular page. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think it, you know uh, one thing that we regularly run into is people just saying there's really no way to to describe this other than what it is and how it works. Um, there's still some value in sort of for lack of a better term, regurgitating some of that language to give it a more natural human uh, feel. Because a lot of times these, you know, these product descriptions on manufacturer websites don't quite sound like somebody would be saying them naturally. Mm-hmm. So it's a small thing, but that's something that you could do if you don't have a lot of these more clever and, and unique ways to, to maybe rewrite these sorts of things. Yeah, definitely. There are also going to be those folks who work with manufacturers who do not let their resellers change their product descriptions. Sure. Uh, for those people, um, you know, ask if you can add content to it, mm-hmm. and then at least you have some uniqueness going on. Uh, you can. I'm I'm almost certain they would not care what you put for your title tag and meta description. So you mm-hmm. can also differentiate there. Uh, but reviews would be really good for those folks. Um, as well as, you know, probably creating like a resource library and getting behind the branding of your site rather than relying on the products to sell themselves. Mm-hmm. So we're sorry that the manufacturers are doing this I do. You. I do have some that are, I actually have a client right now who's like that. And he's pretty, he's, he says that his, his manufacturers are pretty adamant about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, He's softened on that position over the years, and we've started to be able to slightly tweak his descriptions. I think the important thing for a lot of them, um, sometimes, I guess it depends on the partnership that you have, but for him, it was they were worried about any important information about the product being left out of the mm. description if he didn't use their jargon, their terminology, and that sort of thing. Sure. So the approach that I took with him was. I'm not going to change any of the fundamental stuff here. I just want to reword this, regurgitate it, if you will, change it up so that it is, it's unique enough to only be on your website and mm-hmm. there's not going to be any um, confusion on Google's part as to whether or not you are pulling this from a manufacturer's website mm-hmm. or what. Um, so sometimes it's just a matter of making sure all the key components are there. If you do have a, a touch and go relationship with a manufacturer, as long as those those key components are, are there, usually they might be a little bit more um, open to that sort of thing. And another thing that we started to talk about with, with this particular client is maybe we could associate some of these products with other keyword groupings. So I started to talk to him about other ways that we could build out navigational menus on his website to try and target different customers. Mm -hmm. So if we can't change some of those details you're talking about on the description, 
maybe we can uh, try and target it toward a different keyword base. Uh, maybe we can change the meta descriptions and title text to include some of those keywords they might not have otherwise thought of just to kind of diversify who we're speaking to and, and diversify the product reach. And sometimes that can help you at least get a broader footprint in terms of, uh, in terms of your marketing. Yeah, that's so, a good tip. Yeah. Good tip. What's something that you've run into, uh, just a difficulty you yourself have run into with manufacturer product descriptions? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, I, there's the, cold hard fact is that you're never going to outrank the manufacturer. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's not a difficulty as much as a challenge to make yourself valuable enough that somebody would want to click on your site rather than the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, that's a broader question rather than just how do I sell this one product? <clears throat> that's a branding and a website and, and all that good stuff. Um, but but that is a challenge um, that I think every every store really runs into. Why mm -hmm. would I buy this from you mm -hmm. rather than anyone else? I think a lot of times it when it's especially if we're talking about sticking in the industrial example, usually the type of customers that were that you're you're targeting in that instance are people that they're not really looking for the marketing. Uh, bells and whistles right yeah they they know what they need they know how much their budget is and that's about it sure so then it just becomes a matter of kind of driving home all of the the standard perks or benefits that you have mm -hmm. maybe you offer free shipping nobody else does or mm -hmm. your return process is really smooth and simple and everyone else yeah like warranties everybody else makes you pay for the shipping but you don't mm -hmm. Even though these are things that, in an e-commerce perspective, we deem them to be standard-bearing and everyone needs to have those sorts of things, um, if you only have so much wiggle room in how you market these products to customers, those little things can go a long way in trying getting repeats and that sort of thing. Yep. So, but that's about it. It was a short one today. Short one, but that was a good chat. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. When it comes down to it, I don't, you know, to give you a too long didn't listen to TLDL, <laughs> it's important not to rely on manufacturer descriptions because you're, you're not sending a clear signal to search engines that you are any different from your manufacturer if you use the same content that's on their website. Yeah. Search engines are focused on providing unique, original content to customers. Another thing that we didn't mention here that would totally be applicable here is if you service a local area, mm, that's something mm -hmm. that a manufacturer probably wouldn't do. Absolutely. So play up on that. Talk about how you can do same day deliveries in your city or something like that. Yeah. Something that differentiates you. Um, but take that extra effort to make sure that you are not, uh, not taking the lazy approach, making sure that you are providing that differentiation from your website to the others. I think that was the perfect too long didn't listen. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. So <laughs> that's been what to do with a manufacturing uh, a manufacturer's product description when that's all you've got. Uh, we will be back next time. I'm not sure what the topic will be just mm -hmm. yet. Maybe it'll be writing a product description from scratch with like a brand new product that isn't on the market. Maybe we could do one together. Maybe. Okay. I like that. What to do with inventions, what when, to do nobody's, with inventions? when nobody's searching How for your products? How to do keyword research for something that hasn't existed yet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So <laughs> I've been Jacob. I'm still Adrian. We'll be back next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.